You're listening to In Cahoots, a Mum Heart Australia podcast. I'm Lacey. And I'm Karina. And we're joining homeschool mums across the country, sharing our stories and encouraging each other, because everything's better when you do it with a friend. you've got Lacey here. I am doing a batch of pre-recorded interviews before my family jet off on our big adventure to the UK. So I'm by myself today. Well, not really by myself, but I'm without Karina and doing an interview with a friend of a friend, Amy. Hello. Hello, Hello, Lacey. (laughs) Um, Before we get too far into our discussion, I'm going to start the episode the way we always do by talking about what we have been up to lately. And yeah, we're pre-recording this before we go away. So I am obviously knee deep in the realities of trying to prepare for the trip, but I'm always reading something and I've really been enjoying a book on, well, I found it on a Goodreads recommendation sort of list. I had been doing a reading challenge through um, a, a blog where, that wanted me to do a Christian allegory and I'd done mm-hmm. all the obvious ones. I'd done narnia and some of the other ones that you think of for allegory so when i looked up christian allegory um the top one that came up was a title that i'd heard of but didn't really know much about which was hind's feet on high places by i don't really know how to pronounce her surname it's hannah hernand does it look like hernand to you yeah anyway that could be wrong but yeah so i bought the book and it has just been the right book at the right time you know how that happens sometimes before you go away yeah yeah i've really loved it it feels a little bit pilgrim's progressy like the characters have names like suffering and sorrow and much afraid and things (laughs) like that um but there's just something really fresh about it and very in keeping with my own spiritual journey at the moment so Mm. It has felt very encouraging. Um, the main character is is much afraid who's going yeah. on, a, on a journey with <laughs> the right, shepherds. <laughs> yeah, and I definitely feel much afraid at the moment. So I've really enjoyed it. Have mm. you read it? I haven't read it, no. Okay. Mm. I recommend it. Mm-hmm. It's got something just really nice about it. You know when you're reading Narnia and sometimes there's a little turn of phrase that he uses that just makes you want to weep. Like it just feels, yeah, Yeah. it really just transcends Mm. the story itself. There's, Mm. there's elements and Mm. moments of that, that, Mm. yeah, I've appreciated. Mm. So that's good. I definitely recommend it. Mm. What about you, Amy? Um, What have I been doing lately? So I've been, one of the biggest projects I've been doing lately has been a photo book for my eldest daughter who's just turned 10 and I've been doing a birth to 10 years. Birth to 10 years. Birth to 10 years. So it's been a long term project and I know I need need to do more now (laughs) after this one. Um, but it's been fun just going back through the photos and seeing her when she was little and remembering mm. and I wrote in I took notes when she was little of some of the cute things she did and said and so I put some of those into the book too Aww, so it turned nice. out to be 60 pages so it was quite a big big thing in the end but well what's yeah. that six pages per year of your life well yes though I think the first year got yeah. more because it was kind of a photo <laughs> per month and then the last years kind of ended up being about four yes. pages but and of course wait, if, them all in. if you go to do this for your third child <laughs> yeah. it won't be 60 That's pages see <laughs> that's yeah. really fun though are they all digital pictures or yes did, they are you didn't yeah. have to scan in any I didn't have to scan any that would have made it a lot harder than it was <laughs> yeah okay yeah. I'm mm. impressed that you had access to digital mm. pictures from 10 years ago yeah. I think mm. all there. yeah wow yeah. 
I definitely have some um, digital gaps <laughs> in my computer memory. Mm. That's, yeah, really fun. So I, it's going to be physically printed and yeah, given it is. to her. So I showed it to her on her 10th birthday and it's already okay. on its way. We'll be able to pick it up in Great. a couple of weeks. And who did you so print it through? Through Snapfish, Kmart. Okay. Yeah. They, I, you'd never buy their full price. <laughs> they always have good specials. So That's true. It was good to get it okay. yeah, pre-crisp, pre pre-sale yeah, yeah that's great cool so i think it would be good for you to let our listeners know a little bit about your family and mm-hmm. where you're from so yeah. that they can mm-hmm. yeah get a bit more of a picture of who, who you are yeah so i um have three children and homeschooled the three of them i and i have from the start so I'm my eldest who's a girl has just turned 10 and we started homeschooling her from the beginning Though we didn't, when she was in kindy, I kind of did a home kindy with her mm-hmm. and didn't, wasn't really considering homeschooling at the time, but then just felt like it was um, brought to my attention that I felt like it was something that God was asking our family to consider, yeah. or even just to think about, not just to send her to school without thinking. And so then we prayed about it, my husband and I, and talked to people. And um, one day we were walking past the local school where we saw the prep information session and we thought we didn't want to do that. So <laughs> I've been homeschooling her and then my second, so she's just turned 10. I have an eight year old girl who also pick, um, homeschooling and then my six year old boy uh, has just started this year with us. Okay. So yeah, that's me and my family. Um, I live in Brisbane and um, so I'm part of some homeschooling groups in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Um, though I grew up in New South Wales, so okay. Brisbane's my, become a second home. Yeah. Great. And what about your husband? What does he do? He's actually a high school maths teacher. He okay. has been for the whole time we've had kids. Um, so I'm looking forward to using some of his maths yeah. <laughs> knowledge when, we, when they get a bit bigger. Um, but yeah, he teaches at a local high school. Okay. So, yeah. I feel like that is something that a lot of homeschool mums have trepidation about or fears the high school (laughs) maths or even yeah people whose whose kids are in high school tell me that they feel like the maths becomes Mm. harder too hard yeah Yeah, a Mm. a lot trickier so Mm. Uh, you've got i've got resources uh, yeah you can outsource that (laughs) (laughs) that's great and what about you what do you um what makes you tick um I think that's been a hard thing for me to answer over the last 10 years since I had children. So mm-hmm. before I, I came up to Brisbane when I, um, to uni and I studied a degree in business management, human resources and kind of went into the human resource um, field. I started in government in New South Wales, uh, in Queens, in, sorry, in Canberra, and then came back and married Ryan. And um, since then, we, I worked in non-government organizations. So I worked okay. in a couple of um, charities and things before I had my eldest, Elsie. And, um, but that's one of the, it's one of those things that I think that having children has changed the way I was, that I'm different to now, now compared mm. to what I was. So I think that who I am just continues to morph and change as I live my life and um, I'm influenced by the people around me. So I think that... There are things that I like doing. I like gardening, but it's hard when it's not raining. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like to read books. I'm always picking up good books for my kids. I like going to Lifeline stores and or the Lifeline Book Fest and picking up good books. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's some of the things that I like to do. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Great. And so when you started having children, when you first had mm. um, your first baby, um, you didn't keep working after that. You've been no. a full-time yeah, mum been... that whole time. Yeah, that's right. So I was on a one-year leave without pay and then had to go back full-time and made the choice that I wouldn't didn't want to go back full-time. I wanted to stay at home. Sure. Um, my mum had stayed at home, and so that had been important to me when I came home. Like She worked part-time when I was at school, but it had been important to me that she was at home for those first years before mm. I went to school, and so I wanted that for my kids. 
and then decided to homeschool and so I'm home with them all the time now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Fantastic. So if you were to describe in, you know, a couple of sentences your approach or ethos mm-hmm. or, you know, how would you describe your um, homeschooling? Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's kind of changes from year to year as I learn about myself and about my kids. And, but I would say that I definitely lean more towards the classical Charlotte Mason end of things. I like the way that they think. They teach children to really think. I feel like I want to send my children into the world and being able to clearly see and understand what they're seeing and think through it from a Christian perspective. And mm-hmm. so that's important to me. So that um, part of that comes through the classical side of things. But there's a lot of Charlotte Mason living books. I mean, I, I love books. We read a lot of books out loud. Yeah. Um, so that's part of I'm a very structured person. Um, so I have tended to have a routine that we kind of do. But um, I found that over the last years as I've been homeschooling that morphs and changes depending on that I realize I need to be more flexible yeah. um, that the kids force me to be more flexible sometimes they want more routine that I'm prepared to give to them but it's kind of a give and take in that regard mm-hmm. um, yes but I tend to we do school in the morning we usually try and be finished by lunchtime because I run out of energy yeah. after lunch anyway let alone them so definitely but I know that's going to change as they get bigger so. mm. and when you first started would you have described yourself as more I don't know if hardcore classical is the right phrase but um, more mm, I'm not more like, purely classical no, I don't think I mean I actually started out using sunlight materials okay um, I have an older friend who has the boxes and so I just borrow the books from her and mm-hmm. use the books I use story of the world as my main kind of thing to hook things together um, as history so that we're I kind of like our children because they're not at school they don't have a in grade one I did this in grade two I did that so I kind right. of have it more as a in the year that we did ancient history the year that we did medieval history okay and so, everybody's doing and everybody's doing that, that in the, so we all as a family do that um, that includes books that we read together and so I think it's one of those things I, I'm not sure I'd say I'm hardcore anything but I, right but I definitely lean towards the classical and um, I've probably, I mean, as I, as the kids get older, it maybe shows itself more that it's classical because we're doing Latin and we're doing logic and some of those things that are definitely more of a classical thing. Um, as they get bigger, mm-hmm. they're able to process more and a lot, like think more through things than they are when they're mm-hmm. little. So maybe I'm becoming more classical than I was at the start. Yeah. I don't know. We'll wait and see. And are you still using sunlight? Um, I use, I have been using the books, but I tend not to use the instructor's guide. So I just take the books and just use them because they're great books. Yep. So we use them and we a read them. A good book's a good book. Like, no that's right. Comes that's from. right. And yeah. if they all come together in a package, then that's, that's easy for me too. Okay. So I'm going back to Story of the World 1 this year with grade 5 and grade and grade 1 as my two, my oldest and my youngest. So mm-hmm. that they'll all be um, starting on ancient again this year with story of the world one so okay so you have done a complete loop through history sort of so i did this year which would have been the fourth year the last year of like the modern most recent we ended up doing australian history because i felt like that was an easy in for my prep my my little boy right rather than going into world wars so we kind of touched (laughs) on that um we touched on that through australian history right um, so that my oldest was able to get some of that and i can like she did she did a lot of extra reading like our Australian mm-hmm. storybooks from the library that have yep. a lot of war books in that. So I was happy for her to do that, but not my younger two. That makes so sense. next time around, he'll be the same age she was. And so then I'll, I'll feel like I can go the full tilt with all of them. With all of the modern yep. history yep. stuff. So yep. yeah, starting the cycle again, essentially. Okay, mm. great. And so you have referenced already a few times that things have 
morphed and changed as you've mm-hmm. gone along. What do you think has changed in you over how long have you been homeschooling now? Um, I've just done five years. Five years. Yeah. Okay, so that is enough of an arc now to know that you're a different person mm-hmm. than what you were when you started. <laughs> yes. um, what do you think that you've learned about yourself in that mm-hmm. time? Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that stands out to me most is just understanding that God is using it for my sanctification. Um, yeah. That as I um, under, as I interact with my kids and they bring out anger and different sins in me, I realize that the weak, the greatest weakness of my homeschool is my own sin. Right. And so as I learn that and I can understand that that's, it, it means that while I'm teaching my children, God's also teaching me and I need to be teachable in that. Um, so some of the things that I think that I've learned have been to rely on him more, knowing mm-hmm. that it's going to be despite me. Um, that my children are able to come out of my homeschool in a good place. Not because Not of because you. Not because of me. <laughs> um, and so I think relying on him in that, just being able to pray for them, um, praying that uh, I would be walking in the spirit as I teach my kids. That, mm-hmm. um, yeah, is that kind of getting to the, what was your question was about learning, wasn't it? What have I learned about myself? Um, I think it, part of it is also learning that I need to change to meet where my kids are at and Mm. they're constantly changing so I can't just say okay this is the way my homeschool is when they're constantly changing too that as they get bigger their needs change the relationally their needs change as I have my two girls who are my younger ones a little bit more competitive than the older one and they feel that the old one feels that um I have my my boy coming in the bottom and he's a bit more he's getting a bit more of a voice of authority and what he wants and doesn't want and so as they change within themselves as well as their relationships change that means that my relationship towards all of them needs to change so Mm. I think there's multiple I mean when you're talking about homeschool you're not just talking about the material you're doing it's all of life and the way that you approach your children altogether Mm. not just about the material that they sit down and do at the table that's true mm. how do you um, do with adapting on the fly when you have a particular idea of what you're going to do or cover or Mm -hmm. an activity or a book or whatever and it doesn't work are Mm. you the type of person who will keep trudging through or are you good at redirecting mid-course I wouldn't say I'm good at redirecting (laughs) mid-course but I'm definitely not uh plow through it and make it keep on working because I can tell like if if I'm getting angry if the kids are getting frustrated with me if they're getting frustrated with each other then we need to all stop and just take a break for a little while mm-hmm. and then reassess and say, okay, what do we need? What are we going to do for the rest of the day? So yep. morning tea is often a good time for that. If things have already <laughs> gone haywire, just to sit down together and say, okay, what have we done so far? These are the things that I'd like to do for the rest of the day. Which order you do we think is going to be best? So I mm-hmm. tend to get their input into that. Now yep. they're a bit bigger as to what's going to happen next. Um, in terms of the work, I mean, that's on a, on a day. I mean, there are sometimes when a week might go and suddenly everything <laughs> yeah. turns haywire for a week. And I have found that more difficult in the past because mm-hmm. I've tended to plan out a lot ahead. Right. Um, and so, and so then it's like goes, a week that goes yeah. crazy is like, well, am I playing catch up now? Like, where are we at? What am I trying to do? So this year I took a definite change to that where I plan instead of planning for a full 10 weeks of each term because I, I worked on term basis because my husband's a teacher. So right. that's the thing that works for our family while he's a teacher. 
Um, he's then on holidays that I don't want my kids to. They they don't want to be doing schoolwork when daddy's on holidays. That's right. And um, he doesn't want to be listening to them doing schoolwork. And he doesn't want to be listening to them doing schoolwork. Um, so uh, this year I did a lot more of a kind of planned eight weeks, maybe nine. And then that gave, gave us a week to two weeks um, leeway. And then I only, like, I usually only do eight weeks of term four anyway. So I did six and then was free to then mm-hmm. if we'd left things so there were definitely t- week there was a term where I shoved a couple of weeks over onto the next term and then they went on to the next term and you know yep. just pushing things back as life happened right um so that's kind of a on a on a yearly basis even going kind of trying to keep on track with something and yep. yeah definitely not trying to finish a curriculum by a certain time of the year and yeah I don't push through something that's not working I'll I tend to just say if it's not working for us then I'll put it aside and find something else yeah mm. Okay, good. So what do you think, if you were to look back on those five years, if you were to um, speak to somebody who was maybe, you know, four years behind you Mm. and talk about maybe a mistake that you made or something that you've changed because Mm -hmm. you could see that the way that you started wasn't the way that you wanted Mm -hmm. to keep going. Um, Yeah, what Mm. would that be? Hmm. I think maybe that it would be, to take it easier in the beginning. I mean, I read books with things, but my, uh, my oldest always wanted to play with the younger two. And I think that I was a bit pushed her a bit more in terms of wanting her to do her schoolwork and doing, making her sit and do spelling and things like that, that I think by the time I got to second and third, they wanted to because they saw that's what the others were doing. Mm-hmm. But I think if it was, if I was starting again with my first, I would definitely take it back a notch, just let her go a bit slower, not be, I mean, it's always the first with the first, same with the first, isn't it? The yeah. first suffers a lot of, a lot of yeah. guinea pig type things. Um, yeah, but that's, I think just read a lot to her more than um, expecting her to be learning and reading. And I had high expectations of how quickly she would learn things. Right. And they were unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think that's one thing that you, you can, I mean, you could hear me say that, that they're not going to learn as fast as you think maybe they should. But I think it's also you need to experience that too. That right. Um, so you need to lay off number one. Yeah. <laughs> understanding that they will, they eventually get there. And I think that's what I've learned. That's one of the biggest lessons I've learned with all of them is that I can see that they'll get there. That if there's something they're really struggling with right now, and my my son is just not getting the words that have e on the end and how it changes the vowel in the middle of the word. It's like it's okay. I don't need to stress about that because I know he's going to get there. Yeah. And I wasn't like that with the first one mm. with Elsie. I was a bit more of, come on, why aren't you understanding this? What's going on? Yes. Yeah. And then you start to Google like learning difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> just, I, th- I think it just meant I was frustrated with her a lot more than I sh- should have been. Yeah, and yeah. It, it is definitely hardest with the first because you have so much enthusiasm and so many expectations for this beautiful homeschool mm. life that you're going to give them. Mm. And they don't have any school culture to draw on or fall back mm. on. Like I, my mm. eldest was yes. the same. She's yes. like, why? I would set up these great, you know, sensory tubs for her younger brother and sister <laughs> to keep them entertained. And she had no, of course she had no interest That's in doing any school work. work when that was available too. Exactly. Mm. And it was really hard because I knew that if she was at school and a teacher said, we're going to do this worksheet, she would have been all over mm. it. She would have just eaten it up. <laughs> But it, yeah, you are, you're establishing all those habits and expectations mm. and yeah. yeah, the first mm. experience is mm. definitely very different yeah. to the subsequent children, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And even then I think subsequent children can be, di- can be different too, because 
I'm sorry. We we are actually recording at my house for the first time, and my children are running outside. I've got I've got a little boy who's toilet training, and we're getting a good a good view of that. Um, I think subsequent children can be different too, because my third, um, he's a boy. I expected him to start slower than the girls did, but that was what they were doing. So he says, where's my schoolwork, mummy? Right. And so he wanted to be at the table doing it too. And then he lost a bit of the enthusiasm and now, but now when I say, well, you can go play now, you're finished. He doesn't want to play because he wants his sisters to play with. Right. So I think like there's, there's different things there for number three compared to what there is with number one or number two. Mm. Yeah. And now that you're starting your sixth year, what, what still feels fresh and exciting for you? Hmm. You know, some, there are some things that we can lose enthusiasm for as we yes. go on. And then there are other things that, you know, we continue to feel invigorated about hmm. and continue to feel passionate and want to include in homeschooling yep. or family life in general. Yep. What would you say still feels fresh, fresh and uppermost in your mind? Uh, I think that I, I definitely enjoy doing um, more the creative things. I, I teach my children piano and it's okay. fun to watch them be able to do that. I like doing art and exposing them to music. So they're things that often will fall off the side mm-hmm. um, if things get too busy. But they're the things that I think actually are life-giving to me and to our children. Mm-hmm. So they're things that I'm still, I want to do again this year and get back into. Um, we're going to be doing some pastels this year, chalk pastels. And, and I'm looking forward to doing, doing that because I've never used it before. So I'm learning at the same time with the pastels. Um, history, I love going through history. I enjoyed mm-hmm. ancient history when I was at school, um, did it all the way through high school. And so I'm glad to go back again to ancient times and really go through some of those where my girls remember doing it the first time and okay. you know, like getting their doll and mummifying their doll and they're excited <laughs> to share that with their brother. And so I'm, right. I'm excited that they're excited to do that with him. And you'll be able to go deeper this time. That's right. I'll be able to go deeper with them, yeah. um, help them to go deeper in what they're doing and still have the hands on with, um, yeah, with my youngest. Yeah. I think things that I'm not super keen on, I think is doing a writing with ease again with my son and doing copy work and dictation. And so it's one of those things that like, I, I want to do it with him. And so I know I just need to, those mechanical things. things that just need to be done for him that right. I've done twice already, but it's okay. Um, it's like, I know for me, I know I'm at the end when I've done him. Um, right. So it's knowing, knowing that I, I can't burn out too soon on that. Yeah. I need to make sure that I get him through before I say, I'm sick of this one. Yes. Put it to the side. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I'm just starting my third child in, in prep this mm. year. And we've just begun doing that, that initial, initial phonemic awareness mm. stuff. And just, you know, what sound can you hear at the beginning <laughs> of that? But it is really hard mm. to summon up enthusiasm. To do it again. Yes. <laughs> yes, it feels mm. a bit tedious, mm. but for him, it is the first time. That's right. So. And that's the thing to remember is that for them, it's the first time. And, yeah. yeah, definitely. Now, I have not had a lot to do with you in person, but we have mm. sent a couple of emails back and forth. Mm-hmm. And you had mentioned to me a while back that you are a part of a mum heart group mm-hmm. in Brisbane. Yes, Brisbane. So mm-hmm. can you tell us a little bit about how your group functions and how mm-hmm. long it's been going yeah. and what sort of things you do? Mm-hmm. So I'd, it's been going for, uh, I think, three years, at okay. least three years that I've been a part of it. Um, we meet at one of the ladies' houses and we do it once a month on the third Thursday of the month. And we, at the beginning of the year, we'll get together and we usually choose a book. So even we, we got together just Thursday, just gone and okay. had a dessert after dinner. 
um, just to catch up and hang out before we finished up for the year. Mm-hmm. And um, we already were talking about what do we want to do next year? Is there a book we want to do? Right. Um, so we've done a couple of good books. We've done some Sally Clarkson books. Um, we did um, a Rachel Jankovic book called mm-hmm. Yoohoo, and we, I really enjoyed that one. That one was great. Um, so we just work for, through a chapter or a couple, of, depending on the book. Um, I think with you, who we work through three chapters generally, two or three chapters a month mm-hmm. that we'd read, and then we'd discuss it together um, afterwards. And then when we finished that, then we were using actually using the Mumhub blog, and okay. so we would use those questions. So for the last um, few months of this year, we were going through those. So we get together, we will talk about our discussion, and then we'll share some points. We pray together, okay. and yeah. So that's been. It, it was actually a real. Um, for me, I think it's a great thing that it's a support that's different to other support that I have in my life. So mm-hmm. I can go, I go to church, but many of the most of the people I go to church with don't homeschool, and so they don't get that part of who I am and how right. how my life works and the things that trouble me and and that I get anxious about and need prayer for and need encouragement in. But going to the mum hub. Well, the very specific <laughs> sin that's, that's involved right. in being a that's homeschool right. parent. Um, so being part of the mum heart group, I mean, it was it's usually a good range of ages. I mean, at the mum at the moment we have a mum who hasn't started yet. Her youngest is kind oh. of kindy prep next year, um, but she wants to and she wants to be having that support already. And then we've got um, had mums come along who have graduated a couple of kids already. Right. And so just being able to have that range, having people who have kids around about the same age as mine or a little bit older, being able to um, share wisdom or just this is what I'm struggling with with one of my children. Anyone else have any mm-hmm. input, anything to say to me and then praying about that. And that's been really special. I think that's been that's really been a blessing in my life mm. um, as I've homeschooled that there was one year where I didn't have a home, wasn't part of a homeschool group. And um, it was the place where I got encouragement to keep on to keep on going as a homeschooler right and does one particular person give leadership to that or is it a bit of group ownership um there was one person who we meet at her house so she kind of takes a bit of a okay um who wants to lead the discussion or she might delegate so when we did the yoohoo book um she would delegate different people do different months leading the discussion and come Mm -hmm. out with questions and okay yeah so she doesn't do all of it all the time that's really nice i think that a lot of people hesitate to put their hands up to organize because they don't want to have to Hmm. do everything but if yeah. you can be the person who's more help, facilitating in that's that regard, right but, yeah, yeah that's great yeah. and how do, do you know how it ended up um not how it ended up how it, how it started um, yes i don't know i think that there was a one group that was meeting in brisbane that then this one sprung out of that okay. to meet at this lady's home um yeah because she her husband would go out at night so she was then able to, she had to be at home that night of the week to yep. take care of her kids so we all end up going to her house so yeah very fun. And then it was kind of a who knows who yeah. who lives in this area to come along yeah. to this group. Hmm. Sure. And do you um, do you communicate through something like Facebook? Or, yeah, we yeah. communicate through Facebook, though. And though the main um, the lady whose house we meet at, she emails a couple of people who don't have Facebook. Sure. So she kind of keeps other people in the loop. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, Facebook is great for yeah. connecting people, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It's fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, as we transition to the end of the uh, interview, I always hmm. ask a couple of quick little questions so i've been having trouble with this this is a uh, selfish question Mm -hmm. what is your go-to lunch on a homeschool day in the middle of the day Uh when you're just so hungry and hangry Uh (laughs) especially yeah and especially in the heat Mm -hmm. as well what do you do you have any suggestions what should i be eating amy (laughs) so i i've tended well i mean you, you say when it's hot so uh hot is different so 
my family actually we eat plant based mostly. Okay. So our uh, the simple meal that my kids know they're going to eat that they actually really like is just white rice with a four tin of four beans with soy sauce and peanuts. Wow. <laughs> and then we'll just throw some vegetables on the side and that's Are they kind of like pre-cooked they, vegetables? No, they're usually raw vegetables. Okay. Like sometimes it'll just be some baby spinach or some tomato on top or okay. like chopped just a few things chopped. So there you go. And do you, like do you simple, pre-cook the rice? No. So just... that's like okay, we need to eat something. I know that I can put it on. It will take 15 minutes to cook and then while I get everything else ready and it's the rice is cooked and then sh- there it is. It's ready. Wow. So that's one meal that we we eat a lot of. Okay. Rice and beans and peanuts. That I've never thought of doing that. And otherwise it's grab a sandwich and get the peanut butter jar. Yeah. So Definitely. Well, <laughs> they're I, the two kind of like a... I do that for my kids. I just, I don't want to eat yeah. the peanut butter sandwich. Yeah. So. yeah. But that, okay, I'll have to try the that. The rice and the beans and the peanuts and the soy sauce. It's got a bit of salt. It's got a bit of, the, you know. It's, it's a bit some, kind of satay-ish. Yeah. Is that... Well, a peanuts with and the soy. peanuts and soy, maybe it is. Maybe that's what's good. I, th- I like the crunch of the peanuts. Okay, the so- crunchy the peanut butter. Of the soy sauce. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to give it a go. That's one of the things that we eat. Otherwise, we just, I make a salad. They call it the mummy salad and it's got wombok and carrot and capsicum and all kinds of things that I'll chop and throw in and they can help me, they help me chop. And then some crunchy noodles and then I'll put some apple cider vinegar on the top. Wow. So... Oh They're goodness. kind of like our lunches that if, if that's, if that's not happening, then there's pretty much nothing happening in our house food wise for lunch. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I yeah. don't get much further than a peanut butter sandwich, mm. so I'm impressed. <laughs> and my last question mm-hmm. is how do you hit the reset button? If you're having a really terrible day, do you have any sort of go to's that you find will help calm um, everybody down? Yeah. Or even mm. just calm you down. Calm me down. <laughs> Well, I've, I've started having a definitely by the middle of the day. So once we've had lunch that I go and have time by myself in my room, the kids have an hour of reading and that just, I think that that's what I need space to myself because mm-hmm. I tend to be more, more introverted. Um, I need to have that space away from the noise yeah. of my kids and they know they get that time as reading time. And then that helps me to regroup and then say, okay, what are we going to do for the afternoon mm-hmm. or where are we going to Sometimes that's too late right. <laughs> if things have already blown up. Um, yeah, so I think that that's, I mean, that's something that I'm working on at the moment, as I said to you earlier. I've been reading a book called um, The Heart of Anger by Lou Priolo, and that's just been really helpful just to see how I provoke trouble in our home in the mornings, in our school time. Like, what am I doing that leads to me getting angry and the kids getting angry? Mm-hmm. And so some of that is things that I'm working through is how to reset in a way that's actually good for mm-hmm. us all and to come back from that. Yeah. yeah. And what did you do before your children were able to read in that time? Or you said it was a fairly new habit. Yeah, well, is that right? we've actually had a long time. So when they were really little, we used to, it's I mean, <laughs> even, when, even when Elsie was li- really little, like yeah. baby, we had what we called hall time. We were in a little unit and it, we, I could shut three doors and put a gate up against a, a corridor and mm-hmm. she would just play in there for a half hour by herself mm-hmm. and that then morphed into room time and then the girls would have room time in separate rooms and it would become chaos and they would always want to be together even mm-hmm. though it was their time apart and so that kind of has just event- gradually changed into they just have a quiet time after lunch most days when we're at home if that's like right yeah, what wherever we're at yeah yeah. Oh, that's definitely part of my coping mechanisms mm. as well. We call it play rest. <laughs> and right. um, it, yeah, the days, mm. it doesn't happen very often, but the days where we don't get it, where somebody mm. pops in or we have to be out or whatever. Yeah. You make a big difference by dinner time. Oh, I just find that by four <laughs> o'clock, it's mm. sort of, I'm really out of mummy juice by mm. then. So mm. 
it's definitely a habit worth cultivating Mm. great well it's been so nice talking to you today thank you for sharing all your wisdom with us it's been great having you join us today whether you've been doing the dishes folding the laundry or maybe even getting some exercise thanks for sharing this time with us to find us online you can search for mum heart australia for our website our facebook or instagram feel free to leave us any questions or comments and maybe you could share this episode with a friend if you think that they might be encouraged by it thanks for being in cahoots with us today